All right, my fellow lovers of truth, freedom, the American way, the Constitution, liberty, and everything else that entails, and everything that's being currently crushed by the Marxists in our government, unaccountable, unelected bureaucrats, and of course, the undue influence of globalist banking interests and the CCP, and the infiltration of all of those anti-American forces into the current administration slash regime of the former vice president. Let's start off with some economic news briefly, but just so you know what's going on, they've looking at the numbers, the the Commerce Department is looking at the numbers from both December and uh, November, and it turns out Americans pulled back more than expected on spending at retail stores, restaurants, and online. Turns out that December was down, and lo and behold, they have adjusted the numbers for November as well, and they're worse than originally reported. Retail sales sales fell 1.1% in December. They were expecting only a decline of 0.8%. Sales in November were also lower than initially reported. Oh, isn't that just a coinky-dink? On Wednesday, the Commerce Department said these fell 1%, much more than the 0.6% reported earlier, so almost twice as bad, which just lets you know that next month they're going to look at December numbers again and decide and report that actually it's worse than we originally indicated. How does anyone think that government is efficient and should be the arbiter of truth and everything when they can't even get these things right every time they get them wrong? Actually, they don't get them wrong. They purposefully boost the numbers or make the numbers not seem as bad to help the current regime. I've been tracking this. I've now been doing this reporting since 2015, but in earnest since 2017, late 2016, late 2017. is when I really got this thing going. I was uh, at that time was working um, as a principal manager for the headquarters of a Wall Street firm. We were actually a private uh, bank, if you will, that was taken over by a Wall Street firm. And I was the uh, principal manager uh, for compliance and things like that uh, for the San Diego headquarters of this uh, a bank, which was also uh, over in Charlotte, uh, uh, Charlotte, Carolina, North Carolina, and other places. And um, so I would work and then I'd come home and make a video for YouTube. at least every other day. And I've been reporting on these numbers. And during the time that Trump first started, it seemed like the the numbers were not muddled with as much. But now that we're two years into the Biden regime, it seems like these numbers are always being adjusted. Now, they've always had these adjustments. But adjustments where they're off by 40 or 50%, yeah, they're trying to shield Joey and his administration from their flubbing. Now, we've got several economists warning of recession in 2023. As I covered before, the World Bank has warned of a worldwide recession in 2023 with the U.S. Of course, this is assuming they were not already in a recession. So if you don't go by their definition of us currently being in a recession, then it's going to get worse. Then we have BlackRock, projecting a massive recession 
Of course, they're going to be making lots of money off of that. Now we have the co-founders of the Economic Cycle Research Institute. They, uh, they go back and look at all kinds of things. They actually track 22 global economies so they can see the macroeconomics and how these things are all interwoven. And they're saying that uh, the entire administration here is toast, that it's going to get as bad as 2008. So for those of you whose memory is not very good of how bad two th things were in 2008, 2009, don't worry about it. By design, this administration is going to bring back those good old days. All right, let's turn uh, uh, to, 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 to Davos, to uh, the World Economic Forum. Uh, but before we go any further, let me give you a personal and official introduction to the show. Welcome to Open Source News. My name is James black conservative patriot aka bcp here on this show we bring you real news not once but generally twice a day make sure you like share and subscribe the two biggest things you can do are like this video and share the links on social media and if you haven't subscribed please go ahead and do so it doesn't really apply to most of you we are being capped here at youtube only our subscribers are seeing this content i see other channels analytics I see other channels even talk about, please subscribe. Only like 30% of you who watch the show regularly are subscribers. That'd be a nice problem to be in, but like 97, 98% of you folks that watch this program are subscribers. We're, it's only shown to our subscriber base. We're not allowed to grow. For those who are observant, will notice that we've been hovering around 640, 641, subscribers for like ever. We just... I, 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 it's funny, I go in the analytics and I watch the line, here's 640, and we hit that line and we just kind of go like this, go over a little bit and come back down. It's just like there's some kind of artificial cap. So we're not asking for you to subscribe unless you're one of the 2% watching this that isn't subscribing. But we do ask that you like, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to check out our sister channel over at the BCP Report. Junioret, my uh, daughter who is finishing her last semester of college, as, as I'm recording this, uh, had a report for you earlier this morning. She talked about the dream team that is being put together. I'm going to go into a little bit of uh, a, di a different detail on that uh, in this episode here in just a bit. Now, let's get to over to, uh, to I mean, a big hug to all of y'all folks. We consider you our family. doesn't matter the color of your skin. doesn't matter which of the two genders you are. We appreciate you being here. I find that I'm speaking very rapidly and very animated. And no, I don't drink coffee. I'm, this is pure, pure energy and enthusiasm. Uh, much love and big hug to all of y'all out there throughout the world that support us. We truly appreciate it. Now, absolute nuttery, what happened over at Davos yesterday, Brian Stelter, who is no longer on CNN, he, ha he had that uh, show, uh, what was it called, Reliable Sources. He, of the absolute fake news network cnn they're known as fake news that is, that's like literally it should be cnn fake news president trump you realize what president trump did back in 20 i should say candidate trump did back in 2016 is anything that was exposing the propaganda and the lies of mainstream media was called fake news so president trump absolutely grabbed that and applied it to first and foremost cnn and he totally took the whole fake news 
tag, moniker, name, and made it a pejorative, not against truth and alternative news, but he put it square where it should be on the mainstream media. That was one of the brilliant things that President Trump, he took fake news that was meant to go against him and his supporters and owned it and and put it on CNN. Absolute brilliance. CNN, Brian Stelter's former guy, was the one who led the panel at the World Economic Forum in Davos on the forum on the on, on the subject of disinformation. The king of fake news at CNN was the one that was running this panel discussion about disinformation. And something very, very concerning was said during this time. World Economic Forum gathers a whole bunch of people together. Let me see here. Let me tell you some of the folks. Let, let me tell you some of the folks that, were, that, I, that I just recently saw a picture of that was over there. I see a picture of Kristen Cinema, Paul Ryan, and Scaramucci hanging out at Davos. Now, if you're not aware, Paul Ryan is pretty high up there on the board and controlling a lot of things at Fox News. Okay. And this is what was said by European Union official Vera Jarova while she was sitting down with the Brian Stelter on this panel discussion about fake news. Okay. She is a European Union official and she's talking about hate speech laws and what's coming to America. Well, we need the people who understand the language and the case law in the country. Mm. Because what qualifies as hate, hate speech, as illegal hate speech, which you will have soon also in the US, I think that um, we, we have a strong reason why we have this uh, in the criminal law. Uh, we, uh, we need the platforms uh, to simply work with, with the language and to identify such cases. The AI would be too dangerous Illegal hate speech, which you will have soon also in the U.S. I think we have a strong reason why we have this in the criminal law. Remember, the whole idea of WEF is for them to get on the same page and follow the same marching orders. When you have a European commissioner saying that illegal hate speech which will soon be in the U.S., that is marching orders for the tech companies and for legislators like those present. Oh, I don't know. Cinema uh, uh, Isn't Joe Manchin there? Uh, we've got Governor Brian Kemp there. Is, is that Cinema? That's, that's what she looks like in this picture. Uh, actually, let me, let me back that out. I, it's, it looks like Kristen Cinema. I, I definitely is Paul Ryan and Scaramucci in this picture I'm looking at. Um, so of course their idea is to forget our first amendment rights, illegal hate speech, which of course is made up. Free speech is free speech. That simple. That simple. Hate speech is something made up. Like hate crimes are made up. A crime is a crime. If you say that a, a hate crime is more heinous 
because of the victim or the perpetrator, then you're actually putting, with the exception of children, okay? Any crime against children is the worst crime you can do. It's deplorable. And not in a Trump deplorable kind of way. It's in the actual meaning of the word deplorable. If you have hate, hate crimes, you're saying that, oh, if a if one person kills another person and because race or religion, then you're putting value on lives saying that, oh, this crime is worse because this person's life is worth more or the perpetrator in a racist way, let's instance, a, a white guy uh, kills a black guy and he gets the book thrown at him because the white guy did it. Then that, in a way, is what they want to call reverse racism, saying, oh, the white guy needs worse punishment because he has more power. Anyway, I don't want to get into that, folks. I digress. But the idea is that hate crimes and hate speech is fake and made up. And they want to bring that sort of fascism to America. They have already in, in many ways. Because everyone knows what's going on. They want to control any narrative that's against the powers that be. All right, let's get into what's going on in D.C., James Comer, the Oversight Committee Chairman, today has demanded transparency from the Penn-Biden Center on a wide range of concerns related to Joe Biden's classified documents found stashed in the building, in the UPenn building, uh, including the Center's security and sources of foreign funding. He wants to get into that. And of course, talking about the $54 million donated from Chinese Communist Party-linked individuals, mostly anonymously, and that million-dollar pay a million dollar payday for Joe Biden to be a professor even though he never taught one damn class over at UPenn. So they're putting the squeeze on. They're putting the squeeze on. Now let's get into fleshing out and talking about some of this uh, dream team that McCarthy has uh, put together that's going on in DC. Here are three names that are of interest. Representatives Lauren Boebert, Paul Gosar, and Marjorie Taylor Greene. All three of them have been appointed to the House Oversight Committee. Now, you'll recall that Marjorie Taylor Greene and Gosar were stripped of all their committee assignments for wrong think in 2021. As I reported earlier, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who has, who has not been, and she has not denied, being a faithful uh, wife to her husband, who is now divorced, who was quick to, side, uh, to to cozy up with McCarthy, starting to look like a swamp creature. A lot of people didn't like the fact that I, I, I pointed out. I did this on my other show. Pretty sure I did this on my other show. It could be wrong. Uh, that Marjorie Taylor, yeah, I did it on my other show, that Marjorie Taylor Greene is turning into a swamp creature. Uh, if you're wondering when I talk about I have my other show, uh, we have a show that's not here on YouTube where we talk about and analyze and look at news topics of great of great concern to our nation and the world but we, we're not allowed to really explore them here on this platform you can find that show over at therealbcp.com or bcpextras.com by the way we are now on uh we have been on spotify but every single episode of this show if you don't want to watch it and you want to listen to it every single episode of open source news is now on black conservative patriot channel on Spotify, Apple Apple Podcast, uh, and by the end of this week on every single major podcasting network. Make sure you check it out. 
But on my other show, I broke down how Marge Shelley Green has become a swamp creature. Some people didn't like that. Uh, let's see. Uh, she's definitely lost a little bit of the flame for her being a firebrand. Let's see how much that gets uh, tempered or what have you. But uh, she's going to be able to do her thing on the the House Oversight Committee because they're looking at so many things. Here's Here are the things that you're going to have Gosar, Lauren Boebert, who barely won. Uh, they, they, they tried to make sure that she could not be reelected, but she overcame that. Uh, here's what they're going to be looking into. The origins of the pandemic, uh, the politicization of the Department of Justice and the FBI, the FUBAR withdrawal from Afghanistan. But of course, what's going to get the most attention, as stated by NBC News, is, quote, but none will attract as much attention as a GOP's planned investigation into the business dealings of the president's son, Hunter Biden, two years before a potential Biden re-election bid. They're trying to play it down that, oh, they're going after something that happened two years before Biden even ran for president. But yeah, it has a lot to do with the current president. So let's get into, um, oh, by the way, Major uh, MTG has actually been given a seat on two important House committees, okay? Uh, one is the, uh, as I just reported, the Oversight Committee and also the Homeland Security Committee. This is how the Washington Examiner is breaking it down. MTG has been given a spot on two House committees in the 118th Congress after the Republican firebrand became a vocal backer, backer of Ken McCarthy's bid for a House Speaker. And as I had did in that little expose on MTG, she was slighted, and she was, for not being on committees, and she wants to be there. She she is now made, look, she is separated. She is no longer like the, the, the Georgia firebrand. She is a D.C. person. And if you're going to be a D.C. person, you got to have power by being on these committees. At least that is how they perceive it. The House GOP Steering Committee placed Green on the Homeland Security Committee and the Powerful Oversight Committee. The Homeland Security Panel works on legislation regarding national security, which includes the border and immigration, and conducts oversight on the Department of Homeland Security. Now, given what's going on at the border and what's going on with Mayorkas and him breaking the law and not upholding the Constitution and her being on the committee looking into what I aforementioned, the pandemic, weaponization of the DOJ, the current uh, Biden debacle. We're going to be hearing a lot from MTG for sure. So let's see if I'm wrong about her being a swamp creature. Now, she can be on our, she could be doing a great job on these things. Uh, but her motivation appears to be me, and I'm not in her heart, and I can't judge people on motivation. I don't know her heart. But her actions seem to be of a person that wants to be a power player in D.C., and now she is. Okay, folks, turns out that Biden has done this before, and I'm talking about the mishandling of top-secret documents. Okay, so the other day, a journalist from the Arizona Republic revealed in an article that Biden was reckless with with uh, with top secret documents when he met with him for an interview back in 2010. This is back when Joe Biden had more of his faculties about him. Let me address this. I see this comment very often. Joe Biden is not a clone. This is the same evil, wicked, disgusting Joe Biden we've seen. If they were going to whip out a clone of Joe Biden, why would they give us a decrepit, uh, shuffling, uh, old man gated, can't speak, 
clone. They're going to clone Joe Biden and give us a not real Joe Biden. They would have given us one that was at least somewhat of the old Joe Biden with that with with those faculties. This is the same wicked but decrepit Joe Biden as before. And back when he was more in charge of his faculties, back when he was uh, saying this is a big effing deal uh, in a hot mic moment, author Greg Burton wrote that when he went to interview Biden, that he noticed top secret documents sitting in full view of him, and this is how it was handled. This is uh, from an article at PJ Media. That time in 2010 when VP Biden left classified documents lying around the West Wing. Greg Burton, a seasoned reporter from out West, wrote a revealing account of a skirmish he and a photograph got into with the White House Secret Service, all because then-Vice President Joe Biden had left classified documents lying about the West Wing. Writing in the Arizona Republic, Burton described a visit to the VP's White House office to interview Biden about the recent financial crisis. This is in 2010. Early in the visit, the journalist noticed a top-secret document just low-key vibing on a table. The red warning on the cover caught my attention, but my eyes drifted to the then-Vice President's keepsake, a leather binder, and photos of Jill, Bo, Hunter, Ashley, and Champ. He reflects that the documents might have contained anything from launch codes to spy games and terrorism cells, for all he knew. Burton was one of the several reporters and photographers who had been cleared to interview Biden in his office that day. Jay Carney, who became Obama's press secretary not long afterward, was Biden's director of communications at the time and was also in the room. Biden discussed the troubled asset relief program and posed for pictures. After an hour and a half, his press secretary, Elizabeth Alexander, drew the interview to a close. Biden waved over one of the photographers with whom he was friendly for a few more snaps. Then the group trooped out of the office. That's when the action took place. And this is what he says, quote, as we near the exit, notebooks full of Bidenisms, Carney rushed up. Guys with ear pierce, ear pieces, a Panasonic recorder in my hand clicked on. Carney had seen the document on the table and he knew we had seen it too. So all of a sudden, pause from the narrative here, all of a sudden they're like on it going, oh my gosh, there's top secret things and the reporter saw it. We can't cover this up. Carney, he says, valued press freedom, but photographer Fred might have been walking out with photographs of classified information. Top secret documents must be handled under strict protocols, stored and viewed only in secure rooms. Someone screwed up. Yeah, someone screwed up back in 2010. Biden was reviewing, and I guess he could do that in the White House, but they're supposed to be in secured rooms, not rooms where journalists come in and how come they didn't scrub the room before the people came in. This malfeasance of mishandling of documents goes back probably before the Obama administration, but definitely we're seeing during the Obama administration, that's why they're raiding Mar-a-Lago. Connie demanded Fred's camera. We said no. A few tense minutes later, we struck a deal. Fred deleted the offending images. I did not delete the tape, but would not publish what I recorded. And that classified document on Joe's desk that day could be in Wilmington. That's what the guy says. What we're seeing here is that Joe Biden has a proclivity to have to mishandle top secret information. Has it, it, it happened before, it's happening again. That's why we have a GOP representative, Carl, saying 
the following. This has been going on for a long time with these people, with the Biden, uh, Obama folks. Why is it happening now? Everyone's drawing to the same conclusion. It's by design and it's happening from the Democrat, the CCP, the CIA, deep state side of things. During an interview that aired in Alabama, Representative Jerry Carl of Alabama, Republican, said the following, quote, this stuff showing up, and this is the other side of my brain. This is not a Republican thing all of a sudden. It's almost like he's being set up by his own people. They waited until after the election. They waited until after the Democrats had lost a majority for this stuff to start leaking out. They knew it was there back in early November. Why didn't they just do it then when they had full control? All three houses could say it's no big deal, whitewash, and let's move on. They didn't. It's almost like his own people are trying to destroy him at this at this point. They had no business being there. He's wrong. Just forget about everything else. He's wrong. He should not. It should not be there. It was in his garage. It should not be in his house unless it is known. Unless it is a known secure facility by the Secret Service agents. He's right. Once again, they had full control of the house. They had the tiebreaker. For, with the VP in the Senate and they control the executive. They could have just made the whole thing go away. Actually, why didn't his people just destroy it or send it, uh, just destroy it? If no one knew it was there, they could have just shredded it and destroyed it and, and, and it, they could have cleaned up the crime scene. Well, here is something that Larry Johnson is proposing and I think this is food for thought. And it's this. Is it possible that this all has to do with Hunter Biden Maybe him ratting out the big guy, trying to cut a deal. But bigger than that, what I am suggesting here is Hunter Biden could be behind the discovery of these things and everyone just wants the Hunter Biden and the whole thing go away. The Republicans are in charge. They don't want Joey anyway. I told you this back in 2021 that I didn't think that Joe Biden was going to last. I was wrong. Because I, I said back in 2021, they are going to get Joe Biden out of the way before 2024. There's no way they could have him in 2024. And I didn't think he would last a year. Surprised he lasted two years. But I was right that they were going to force him out internally. It would be done by the Republicans. It would be done by the Democrats. I said that early in 2021, that he was a placeholder. And that's what we're seeing right now. This is what Larry Johnson says. Okay, this article is over at the Gateway Pundit. Is Hunter Biden writing out Papa Joe to cut a deal? Quote, let us start with the facts surrounding the discovery of classified U.S. government documents, including top secret and sensitive compartmented information. One, the documents were discovered in early November 2022 by lawyers ostensibly working for Joe Biden. Two, the documents were discovered at locations that Hunter Biden could enter or leave at will. Three, Hunter Biden is currently the target of an investigation by the Delaware U.S. attorney and faces potential charges for information contained on his laptop. And four, there is no requirement for Secret Service to keep a list of visitors for Hunter Biden. In other words, Hunter Biden had these documents there, was um, bringing people there to look at the documents. Remember, he listed this as his home that he was renting for $50,000, even though that doesn't match any of Biden's tax records, which, by the way are no longer publicly available on his website. I'm going to do a longer expose on that, probably as a midnight show tonight. I'm feeling energetic. I got a lot of stuff to cover for you guys. And you see, I'm I'm running through this quickly because there's a lot to go through. 
Some of y'all are probably going to want to put this on like 0.8 and slow it down. Going back to Larry Johnson, I initially speculated that the leak about these documents could be part of a plan to get rid of Joe Biden in anticipation of the debacle in Ukraine and to clear the decks for a new Democrat candidate in 2024. But one thing bothered me. Why didn't Joe Biden's lawyers destroy the documents? Same question I had the other day. Why didn't they just hide it? No one knew it was there. They control everything. Going back to Larry Johnson. If the lawyers were really working for Joe Biden, we still do not have a good answer for, for why they were searching through Joe's office and home for documents. What precipitated this? The most likely explanation is that Hunter Biden had full knowledge of these documents because his dad removed them during his last days as vice president. Those documents could help Hunter identify clients and secure deals in Ukraine, China, and other locations, and Joe Biden directly benefited from those deals, e.g. 10% for the big, big guy. Joe can claim that he made a mistake in taking the documents and not securing them. He could also claim that he had no knowledge that his son was sneaking around reading his classified material. Meanwhile, Hunter is trying to buy some goodwill with the prosecutor by disclosing the existence of these documents. I fully expect Joe and Hunter to deny responsibility for the security breach. Could it be that Joe and Hunter might implicate Chief of Staff Ron Klain or a lower-level staffer as a scapegoat for taking these documents? So it could be that this is a... All of this destruction of Biden by the Democrats and the CIA is because Hunter Biden knows too much. And as we've covered, the real scandal are not the uh, documents being found there, is what was being done with these documents and why were they there and who had access to them. Hunter Biden may be saying too much and they have to have this whole thing go away. Now, the question that was being asked by the war room team, the war room team and Steve Bannon is focuses on Biden's own attorneys. Why do they have access to this? They don't have high security clearance. Once again, this is an inside cleanup job. Folks, let me be very clear here. The real scandal, the real problem is this is pay for play. This was access. This is treason. This is the absolute definition of treason at the highest order. The man currently in the Oval Office, the former vice president, had illegal possession of top secret and classified and SEI documents unsecured in his home. And people were coming and going and getting access to this information through his son, Hunter Biden, and that man has now been installed into the Oval Office. You don't get, they talk about, oh, they raided Mar-a-Lago. He was president and can classify and declassify. Joe Biden has no legal right, claim, authority, or reason to ever have these documents. And yet, attorneys that don't have clearance are the ones going through it. Why were they there in the first place? Hunter Biden. That is a very good, I, I hadn't thought of that. Larry Johnson may be onto something. Hunter opened his yap and now they've got to, now they definitely can't wait to 2024. They've got to get him out because the cover-up is the Chinese, the Ukrainians, the Iranians having access to top secret information via the Bidens in an unsecured home where Biden is spending 40% of his time and there are supposedly no logs of who is coming and going. 
Uh, let's go. So here's the point. The um, Just drive a stake into November, and we're going to do a timeline so everybody can see it, and also do a cast of characters, I'm particularly on the Democrat Illuminati. And the Democrat Illuminati is the big law firm's that are the fixers in this town. You go to them, they're, they're solutions providers, right? Uh, you know, Covington Burley and Holder, and you got... Uh... I want to jump to this conversation that he had um, with, with Giuliani. Rudy, here's, here's the question. Why, uh, and you know this better than anybody, uh, since you're one of the most prominent lawyers in the country and one of the top prosecutors, November 2nd, a former White House counsel who just resigned ends up in a closet at the CCP Penn Biden Center rummaging around looking for highly or finding highly classified documents. Is that the way the city works? Do you send over lawyers making 2500 bucks an hour, $2,000 an hour? Do you send her over? Is she the one that is she just is she just a show up in a in a closet looking for uh, and finding Highly classified, top secret, compartmented documents, sir. Okay, very, very interesting. Very, very interesting, right? We know these are his uh, attorneys that are doing this. We know that these attorneys, but uh, the attorney in question here is that is being discussed is Dana, Dana Remus. She was White House counsel for uh, U.S. President Joe Biden from January 2021 to July 2022. Before that, she was general counsel for Biden's campaign. Before that, she was uh, deputy counsel for ethics for the Obama administration. She's a $2,500, $2,000 an hour attorney, and she's going through documents. This is definitely a cover-up. Here we go. This is being reported by the Wall Street Journal. Hot from last night. The Justice Department considered having FBI agents monitor a search by President Biden's lawyers for classified documents at his home, but decided against it. The FBI allowed people with no security clearance, $2,000 and $2,500 an hour attorneys to do the work of low-level attorneys and go through documents looking for top-secret documents. They had no clearance. And the DOJ did not even have FBI agents monitoring this. Now, in the Wall Street Journal spin, they report on the spin saying that the FBI said that they did this to avoid complicating later stages of the investigation and because Mr. Biden's attorney had quickly turned over a first batch and were cooperating. That is why we keep hearing that narrative from the mainstream media. This is different from Trump because they were cooperating. Trump was cooperating as well. And he was the president and had rights and access to that. And he had a skiff at Mar-a-Lago. It was the de facto um, second White House. When was Wilmington, Delaware ever the second White House? It never was because Joe Biden was the vice president until now. Wow. I'm not going to give you any more Wall Street Journal spin. Let me tell you what's really going on here. The DOJ actually decided against having FBI agents monitor the search by Joe Biden's personal lawyers for classified documents. 
They don't have security clearance, yet they were allowed to rummage through the boxes in search of the top secret materials. Once again, why did why were they searching? Why was this going on in the first place? Hunter Biden? I think Larry Johnson may be onto something here. This all could be because Hunter Biden opened his yap and said something more than he needed to or should have. I'm saying in protecting his own neck, not not ethically, I'm saying he shouldn't have. And now they're like, we need to cover this up. Now we need to bury the real scandal. We need to oust Biden. And everyone in D.C. knows what's really going on. They want to keep their jobs. They don't want to go down with the ship. And they're all turning on Biden. The Department of Justice is part of the scandal. They're part of the cover-up scandal. That's their job. That is their job. And that is the big, big story here. But let me end with these two last things. Three last things. First of all, the this is still going on. This is today, Breitbart. Frank Biden peddled White House influence during Joe Biden's presidency. In other words, Biden Inc., is still alive and strong. Joe Biden's younger brother, Frank, peddled White House influence during Joe Biden's presidency, according to a CNN report, see how everyone is in on this, that indicates that Biden family business remains operational ever since Joe Biden was elected. On at least two separate occasions, Frank Biden publicly cited Joe Biden as a means by which he has influence. Now, you could think this is just Frank talking, but listen closely. Despite having no government position or relation to the White House, other than having the same last name as the president and being his sibling, he is going on a world tour doing this, and we don't know who's paying for him to travel and attend these events. A few months ago, Frank Biden spoke, and this is in October, in Venice, Italy, as the keynote speaker at Biosig Technologies Conference, The Future of Global Healthcare. His speech included advice on how lobbyists could influence American policy. Uh, the trip was not paid for by Frank Biden, who refused to disclose the financier. Financier. Remember a, a famous guy named Jeff, who they called financier? Well, he didn't take his life, but he's no longer with us. How many other financiers, <coughs> CIA, are out there? Also, about a year uh, prior to that, Frank was in, in Boston, the year of Joe's election, on behalf of the same company. And who is in charge of crazy medical tyranny in America, if not Joe Biden and the Democrats? And his brothers out there, we don't know who's paying for him to travel the world and still granting access to lobbyists in the healthcare and biosphere. Hmm. Here's my penultimate thing I want to, I was going to play the audio, but let me just zero in on the transcript where former New York City mayor and attorney for President Trump says, quote, his property has to be searched for national security purposes it shouldn't be looked at by these attorneys. 
Actually, let me play you the reply from from Giuliani since I played you the quest the line of question from Steve Bannon. Of course not, Steve. Uh, the, the reality is that uh, we don't know enough to know how did she know to go there. Remember, Biden says, I don't remember anything about these documents. So how did she know to go to that exact spot? Hunter Biden. Did Biden at one point know? Is he lying? Does somebody else know? Uh, second, you send a lawyer because you're in trouble. You send a lawyer because you're in trouble. You send a lawyer because you're in trouble. So, his property had to be searched for national security purposes, but they let his people go in there and I think possibly scrub this. I think there might be these twenty document, 25 documents we know now know so far. Maybe things they could later say, hey, we, we these things were secret, top secret. They're really of not that important. They're not that important because they hid the, the big stuff. The, the, the DOJ is in on this. I mean, if you weren't in trouble, you, you call the government and you say, hey, guys, go take a look. I think I may have forgotten, uh, but someone tells me there are documents there. Uh, then when they do tell the government, they deliberately suppress uh, that information while while they're beating the living daylights out of Trump. There you go. All of this is happening as the Mar-a-Lago raid is in the news. And let me just say this. Biden's Justice Department is fighting to reinstate mask mandates for air travel. Yesterday, the Justice Department lawyers made the argument that the 11th Circuit of Appeals to the, to the 11th Circuit of Appeals after they struck down the federal travel mask mandate. The department continues to believe that the order requiring masking in the transportation corridor is a valid exercise of the authority Congress has given CDC to protect the public health. This is an important authority the department will continue to work to preserve. So they are still working at the Biden administration to give CDC power over mask mandates. As his brother Frank is out there telling lobbyists that he's got an inroad when it comes to healthcare and healthcare policy. Isn't that interesting? Please like, share, and subscribe. And please check out our other uh, YouTube channel, The BCP Report, as well as uh, our other show, which is not on this platform, that you could find either at uh, therealbcp.com or over at bcpextras.com. Uh, we'll be back later today with uh, a report. And also don't forget that if you want to listen to the show, it is now available on Spotify. Ciao, goodbye, God bless.